Okay. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I have to, how do I unmute you? Uh, hold on. <laughs> I got to figure this out. Now, how do I unmute my guests? There you go. How's that? Oh, that's better. <laughs> I unmuted myself. Okay. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't realize I meet you. So how are you doing? I'm good. I just, I just pulled over. I just got to this Wi-Fi hot zone that I knew was here. I've been driving for the last couple hours. Wow. Um, I guess we're ready to go. How do I look? Do I? You, do, you look do good. I look, you look good. Okay, good. I was in. I'm, I like I'm, your background. Like said, okay, I'm in my motor home. Uh, this is my oh. little motor home. So oh. I'm glad you like the background. Thank you. So how do you like your motor home? This is yours per se, or on your land? Yeah. Yeah, it's mine and I love it and it's been really beautiful. I bought it a couple of years ago and it's four wheel drive so I can go adventuring to all kinds of places um, off road, which I love. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'm really grateful actually. Okay. Uh, and I wasn't planning on being here so much, but the COVID uh, uh, kept, <laughs> has kept me in New Zealand. So, so there you go. Okay. So, so it's good to see you again. Yes, I yes. remember you from the Phoenix Temple, I believe. Yes, I was a good chef. <laughs> and then you. So, uh, how how would you like to start? Okay, so what I'm going to do is introduce um, you to everybody. Um, okay. Because right now I'm not able to take any um, calls because of the Zoom that I have. Um, so, and what I'm going to do is transfer it to YouTube afterwards. So what we're going to do is going to, I'm going to ask some basic questions, um, okay. about, we're talking about spirituality, sexuality connections, mm -hmm. and then we're going to, I'm also going to put it on, um, now that's, I have a question. Do you mind it being on Facebook or anything, or do you have no, any that's preference fine. not to? Okay. That's fine. I just want to support us to get going because I'm only allowed a gigabyte of RAM of of, of data, and okay. when that runs out, it'll just cut out. So we should probably okay. start and then maybe talk about this afterwards. Okay. So let's get started. Okay. Introduce okay. um everybody. You know I'm Dr. Ceci, the AKA Food Alchemist from Food Alchemy Network. This is coming to you live. And I am in the beautiful, we're going to say the San Diego area of California. And my guest, who you know, that is a very pioneer in a lot of stuff of like DACA, Daikinis, and information and spiritual sexual connection. So none other than Baba Des, he also was the co-author of Sexual Magic. And he also did some... Um, demonstration as we called what is it called playroom or play activities involving interactive sessions as well as explaining about sexual magic and we're going to be candid about the sexual connections and spiritual connections and how important they are and this is where i'm going to let him introduce himself and how many years he's been in so there you go baba des the floor is yours hi thank you Thank you, Ceci. Uh, I, I've been uh, 
Oh, I've been uh, in the teaching sacred sexuality for 37 years now. And, uh, and then, of course, studying before that and uh, doing practice and other things. Uh, but I feel like um, I, I, in my evolution, I've been in the in, uh, natural foods and health food industry. I've been involved in organic farming. I've been involved in a lot of things to support people to, to live a happier, healthier life. And uh, at some point, I realized that all the good food and vitamin C in the world isn't going to heal self-hatred and uh, shame and other things. So uh, what I realized is that uh, my emphasis shift into the sexual healing work and how pleasure itself is very healing and uh, how to uh, address a culture that is so steeped in um, confusion and uh, guilt, shame, and fear around sexuality. Back in the early days, it was hard to even have a conversation about uh, sexuality without people uh, checking out or getting activated or feeling a lot of shame and really uncomfortable. And uh, things have definitely changed a lot today. So I'm grateful for a lot of the work that uh, a lot of the early pioneers did and that a lot more people are doing now. So it's becoming a lot more accessible and uh, permissible in the mainstream. Okay. Then the first question is, when was your first awakening and realized this was, was your calling? Uh, I think it was probably uh, that it was a calling to share this and teach this. I feel it, it probably happened in my early 20s when I was living in Hawaii um, uh, <laughs> after some very powerful experiences and uh, actually working with another pioneer who's uh, about 10 years my senior, uh, Charles Muir, who, uh, who uh, introduced me to the temple arts and in doing some of the rituals, I actually had a remembering of of the temples and why the temples fell and how powerful these rituals were and how they were used in ancient times and also how they were abused and which created the, the what I feel created the downfall of the temples thousands of years ago. Yes, that is amazing. So tell, um, I used to live in Hawaii too. I used to live on a big island. And um, so tell me not only that, because I've, you know, I really actually read your book. How did you meet, um, what was her name? Devon? Devon? That you wrote the book, uh, Sexual Magic. How did you guys oh, meet Kamala and Devi. turn it into a book? Kamala Devi. Well, I, I, you know, Kamala Devi, at that time, she was one of my students and, uh, and, and, and was a friend and lover. And uh, she was also in the Tantra field. And... Um, uh, so I, I had a lot of notes and a lot of the concepts I wanted to convey. And uh, she was in the uh, book industry, her family. She had a lot of experience writing and publishing books. So I initially approached her to, uh, to help me write the book. And, uh, and then she loved the project so much that she wanted to be uh, listed as a co-author. And she, the, the book really was a co-creation and she, um, she brought a lot of her own personal stories and a lot of her information and knowledge into the book as well. So it was a real beautiful co-creation. And it, we rewrote the book in about three months. Whoa. And just, just cooking on it together and meeting on it every week. And uh, 
uh, yeah, it was uh, quite an evolution. And then since, since then, it's been updated a couple times. Okay. So tell me, how did you come up with the concept of ISTA? The International School of Temple Arts was something that evolved. Uh, uh, initially, the, the teachings and the trainings I, were, I was doing was called Daka Dakini trainings, and I was hosting um, sacred sexuality uh, practitioner and educator conferences. Uh, but what happened was, as the momentum grew through the early 2000s, um, uh, many more people were interested in the subject and in the field. And what happened was so many people started doing the practitioner training, um, the Daka Dakini training and the, the practitioner training, that uh, uh, it, it's some, it started to become something that the, the information contained there started to be something that was mainstream and was actually a foundation for all adults to live a happy, healthy, successful life. And um, going way beyond sexuality, uh, going, going deeper into our connection with power and health and life force energy and how to be conscious manifestors and, and how to uh, resolve conflict in, in ourselves and with each other. Um, so these all became very practical things that back in the day, a lot of sexual healers didn't have that foundation and especially didn't have the foundation of how to support people to deeply navigate through the trauma and the, um, the emotional uh, aspects of sexual healing. So a lot of stuff would get stirred up and, uh, stirred up and activated in, in sexual healing sessions that some of the pioneers were doing. However, a lot of them didn't have the skills and tools and understanding to really navigate the, the deep emotional and trauma territory that was activated. So I would say that ISTA probably became one of the first schools to really address uh, sexual trauma and emotional trauma um, and, and how to navigate through deep, deep trauma. That makes a lot of sense. So for people that's out there, tell them what a DACA and Dakini is because some people do not know, explain okay. exactly what they are. Uh, Dhaka and Dakini, those are Sanskrit terms uh, coming from the, the, the Indian and uh, Middle Eastern culture. Uh, they refer to a temple priest and priestess, if you will. Um, so uh, that is synonymous with a Dhaka, Dakini, um, or a, a male or female sexual healer. Um, uh, Dhaka being the, the what would refer to as a man doing the work and a Dakini being a woman who would do the work. So that's, that's basically what, what a Dhaka and Dakini is. It's a, it's a temple priest or priestess involved in not just sexual healing, but relational healing, physical healing, emotional healing, everything that has to do with living a healthy, happy, healthy life, which is what the temples were all about. The temples right. were places that humanity would go to learn how to live a happy, healthy life, how to, uh, celebrate um, life stages and uh, births and deaths and unions and uh, um, the, the seasons of life, if you will. Right. And that makes a lot of sense because that brings in the connection. And the thing I want to talk about is the trauma that some men experience from different females or relationships that a Dakini heals and some women experience some traumas in their life 
and it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual but because we are females it we hold it in a different space and how a doctor can help them open that space up and begin the healing that that's exactly that's exactly true well you know traditionally the a lot of the dakinis or temple priestesses would come and support uh, the, the the warriors and, and a lot of times the men coming home from war that they would help take the war out of them when they would come back to their families and to their communities and to their culture and uh, so that was one of the one of the important tasks in the old days of what a what a dakini or a temple priestess would do and of course um uh as as gender roles have diversified and uh and we've uh, we've healed a lot of the issue uh, we're, we're in the process of healing a lot of the separation uh, the big separations between genders between races between classes between you know all kinds of things uh, more of humanity is having all the experience of what it means to be a healthy human being uh, we're not so polarized to being labeled or forced into roles anymore as to you know well you know what 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 a woman does or what a man does or what's masculine or what's feminine um so we're becoming more integrated and uh over time so uh so we all have trauma to heal we all have um emotional um incompletions um uh, developmental life stage incompletions that we all need to address because what I've discovered is we all come from a very dysfunctional uh, collective consciousness when it comes to actually functioning on a very evolved level. You know, so humanity has been going through a progression where we're not the same consciousness we were, you know, 50,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, and it keeps accelerating. Our, our consciousness has, has collectively shifted radically in the last hundred years. Right. So how do we catch up with who we're evolving to be and heal the trauma from our past so that we can let the past go and be the amazing human beings we are now? And that's, yes. what, that's what we do in this work. Yes, and that's what I like. It's your shedding. It's like the onion. You always talk, well, my thing is you always peels. There's many levels in peels to the onion. And that's what we come or we could look at it like the Kundalini uh, snake, you know, and it sheds snakes sheds many skins. We don't know which one. So that's about learning what the connection. If you taking a DACA or Daikini, um, you start with the root foundation and you bring them up and you erase them. So they're able to get better and get in their super conscious self that they're able to basically you know, function at a super higher, I want to say, I say higher conscious self level of actually going in, not just the third eye, but able to feel, go through source and come back through just not the root, which I say is the foundation, even though where it's circum, you know, where it's at. So I would like you to explain how important of aligning your chakras in balance plays with the sexuality of to be a balanced young woman or a balanced young man. Okay, well, I, I wanted that's a really important theme right there, uh, and I call it integration. 
and the concept that I want to share that's really foundational in the temple arts is the concept of total integration. So that means not just integrating all of our energy centers or chakras, as you're saying, but integrating our masculine, our feminine, uh, which, which, which has a lot of internal separation, integrating our spirit and our animal, which is one of those other things that have been in a lot of conflict in, in people's development and in humanity's development. This, this place where we aspire to be these spiritual beings, and yet the, the, the spirit aspect feels sometimes like it's being dragged down by body and its, and its needs and its desires. And so how do we end these struggles and these wars inside of us? And we end that through integration so that we actually are masculine and feminine fall in love. Our spirit and animal actually fall in love with each other and start working together rather than being in struggle and conflict. And so when, when those major poles come into resolution here in the heart, then also our relationship with presence, our relationship with power, our relationship with love, our relationship with communication, our seeing, our knowing, and our divine connection, all those things start to come into alignment and we start to synergize with ourselves. When that happens, then also magically our external relationships start to also heal and become clearer and we start to synergize externally with people, the planet, all nature around us and and all of creation basically so this concept of total integration is very important and probably one of the biggest tools to to start that process is to reclaim and start to reawaken and activate the emotional body because without our ability to feel our way through life and what has been out we're not going to be able to address those issues and it's not about intelligence it's not about the mind. We're never going to be able to think our way through this. We're never going to be able to think our way into a healthy total integration. We must reclaim and activate our emotional bodies and start to learn how to feel deeply everything that we have been collectively terrified to feel and personally terrified to feel in our lives because there has been so much pain and suffering there. We just don't want to feel it. So it's time to have the courage and the skill and the willingness to start surfing that emotional territory because then the gifts will come. So doing that, um, some skills that they can learn is um, meditation, getting that, getting grounded, which you basically teach of getting within self because we, our mind is always so busy because we're busy people right now. We don't have time to sit still and think. So what kind of meditation you think would be good for people first for self? And then the sexual, um, is there a sexual meditation? Um, I know that in India um, at the temple in, um, what was it, Nepal? They, I've seen a certain kind of meditation and I forgot what it was. Uh, it was called the Um Meditation um like the orgasm meditation um to help people get centered and help them reach that um term like the word instead of saying a vagina they would say yoni instead of the penis they would say the lingam and a lot of people are not but it's in a loving manner is which 
I think the Hindu temples would have it be. And they presented, uh, a, like you said, a lot of release, but also a lot of celebration to people, um, especially um, royalty as well as non-royalty for them to be able to please their mate or wife in that temple. So is that part of it? Because what I was seeing is a, is a whole, uh, what they called um, a goddess ceremony, which I got to witness, which was really beautiful. Um, I didn't see anything equivalent for a man, but I seen it for a woman uh, where they were going through the temple and it was very beautiful, the preparation and what they did for the young girl and taking her through the steps and also teaching her how to meditate and getting her in, but also the OM meditation, which they showed her as well to be able to orgasm herself, to be able to share with her, her husband-to-be. Right. Well, I, that, that's totally, I mean, there's so many rites and rituals okay. that can support us to come home to ourselves. Okay. Rites, rituals, meditations, practices, um, a lot of these things is exactly the territory we go into in the level one ISTA training, the week-long ISTA training that we okay. offer. So we, we start to, first of all, uh, introduce people how to open themselves and start being able to, to become more sensitive and start feeling things they haven't felt. But then when things are activated, more importantly, how to navigate that emotional territory successfully to bring ourselves back into presence and love and ease and not get hijacked by our fear, our sadness, our grief, our rage, our anger, all the things that we're afraid to feel. So we learn how to navigate that territory. Then once we have some kind of idea of how to navigate that territory, then what happens is oftentimes the meditations and the rituals and the rites and, uh, and, and uh, journeys, those things start to bring up all the feelings um, and, and not just the, the, the feelings that are challenging, but the, the feelings of amazing gratitude and abundance and, uh, and uh, um, uh, devotion and love. Uh, it, these are all very powerful things. So the emotional body is so connected with our, with our power and we need to reclaim our power right now because we need to reclaim our, our planet we need to reclaim our environment. We need to reclaim our countries. We need to reclaim our communities. We need to reclaim our families. We need to reclaim our lives. And we need power to do that. We need to build personal power to do that. And then we need to learn how to share power so that collectively we can start um, bringing, bringing more love and consciousness to the planet so that uh, guilt, shame, fear, and greed um, power over and control aren't happening so much and we just won't tolerate that kind of reality anymore. So uh, we need to step into our power with love to, to change our reality on the planet. And that's why these trainings and everything are so important. So yes, uh, there are lots of different meditations. There are lots of different practices. Um, some of the practices, I feel what they do is they help they help take our consciousness and they take our passion and our emotions and a lot of other things that are on an energetic level and they support us to embody the teachings. And what I mean by embodiment is 
is, you know, up in our minds, we can think, oh, yeah, I want to, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to release the shame. I want to release the fear. I want to be aligned with love and a spiritual being. But what happens is as soon as our trier mechanism, our fear mechanisms get triggered, yep. our fear mechanisms get triggered, what happens is consciousness can go right out the door. And so, <laughs> so we need to learn how to embody um, these things. The same thing, a lot of people, they, they, their, their sexuality gets activated and they go into an animal, an automatic animal mode. And all the loving presence disappears, and all of a sudden it's just animals fucking. Um, excuse the French, uh, but uh, that's not really French. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like it's like we 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 need to remember that our lovemaking is a sacred act. It's a powerful act. When we when we talk about sex magic and actually making love and bringing intention into it and using it for conscious manifestation. It takes that animal passion and it also takes a a very developed consciousness to hold awareness and to hold that intention and not disappear in the, in the lust or in the sexual act. And so this is, these are the things that are so important around uh, embodiment and a healthy sexuality and a healthy life. Right. That makes sense to hold that energy and hold that space. So that's, that's, very key point so thank you so much for pointing that out because a lot of people do um like i said i've had some people in the field on time that go from one extreme to the other and it's basically they're trying to escape the trauma so they take one trauma to make it to the other trauma and people make sex to be bad or then they say oh it's just evil so they take it from one trauma to another and it's not it's again go ahead well, it's, it's either obsession or repression, you know? So, so a lot of times the trauma gets activated and the way to deal with it rather than really feeling it and moving through it is to go into hypersexuality. So now we'll just get really sexual and we'll disappear in the, in the, in the, in the sexuality. Or the other way to deal with it is we'll shut it all down and we'll repress it mm-hmm. and, and go into, into, into freeze and uh and uh, and and bypass it that way too so either way it you're not really dealing with what what needs to be felt and moved through consciously because you're using sex as a distraction or the avoidance of sex and vilification of sex as a as as a as a as a a, an annulment of that territory as well that makes sense so I'm glad you explained that and you did it much more eloquently than I could do it because I just tell them, I said, you go from one extreme to the other, but it also plays a part spiritually, being spiritually awakened as well and being willing to face your fears, like you said, and sure. open your heart. And that is um, seeing some people are stuck because they've been hurt and they don't want to open their heart. So they they suppress themselves thinking that if I don't say anything, everything is all right. So they're kind of shut down from here down to there that it affects everything apart in their life. But when they come up against something that's a trigger, they scream and don't realize that that's the trigger while they want to scream because something has happened. So it's good for someone to go through ISTA and a, 
I want to say a very weld person that is able to deal with the trauma to take them over that trauma and that experience and see it for what it is and release and learn to bring love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that makes all the difference in our lives, you know, so I want to invite the listeners to when they have a moment to, to go check it out, go to ista.life. That's our website. It's pretty easy. ista.life. And to, you know, read what, what, what we're about as an organism. We, call our, we don't call ourselves an organization. We call ourselves an organism of love that continues to expand. And hopefully, you know, this is, this is this again, the, the International School of Temple Arts is bringing these teachings to humanity because it's time. We need to come into a healthy relationship with our sexuality. We need to come into a healthy relationship with life with nature, with the planet, with each other as human beings, and, and, uh, and, and all of creation. And, and that's why this, this event is so important. And you can go to the website and you can see where there's going to be a training near you. We have virtual events as well now with the whole COVID thing. There's more things, uh, more events being offered virtually. So that even if you can't be around people, you can still continue to do the work and get support. Um, and and things are changing and opening up. I know that there was a training in Austria last week. There was a training the week before that in Israel. Wow. Uh, there was a there was a training happening in Spain this week. So um, things are starting to open up. I know there's going to be a training here in New Zealand in November, and I believe there's a there's a there's actually one starting this week, a level one and two in in uh, Byron Bay, Australia. So you know, people are getting together. We are continuing to do the work um, and we learn how to be self-responsible and take care of ourselves and have healthy boundaries so that we can keep ourselves and each other safe and healthy always and in all ways. Um, again, very, very important stuff. So, so yeah, have, a read, have a read about it on the website. Right. So tell me about, you said there's level one and then you mentioned the level two. So how many levels is there of this stuff? Well, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're an organism that really supports people to go through different steps and stages. And then we basically, you know, we're not, we don't constantly create things to, you know, keep people locked in. So it's, okay. it's, a, it's a pretty much, here's what you need to, here's what you need to know and embody to become a healthy, functional human being. And now go live. So there's, there's the level one, which is basically an introduction to what it means to be a happy, healthy, functional adult as an individual. Level two is, an, is the initiation experience. And it's really about now that you're a healthy, functional individual uh, and, and, and you've really reclaimed yourself and your power, now can you surrender and basically die to life? So it, it's a very shamanic experience where there's a huge letting go um, and, and an introduction into what it means to really let go of the self and become more of the transpersonal, more of the collective consciousness, and actually what it means to embody love. Um, you, you don't get rid of the personality. You just <laughs> learn how to not let the personality hijack love because love is more important than anything. So that's level two. And then level three is, is the event. It's called, um, it's called uh, let's see, we have the SSSEX, which is the level yeah. one. And then we have the initiation, which is called SIN, S-S-I-N. And then, <laughs> and, and then uh, 
and then we have um, then we have the the level three, which is uh, more for people who want to uh, learn how to hold the point of love no matter what. And it's especially great for practitioners, uh, for community leaders, for uh, facilitators, for uh, people who are holding points in their communities to bring people together um, and to start to create temples. And when things get very challenging and activated, can you hold the point of love no matter what? Right. So, so this, is, this is the level three experience. And then the other thing we offer is the, um, is the uh, practitioner training, and which is kind of where we started. So we've reintroduced, it, we've reintroduced the practitioner training for people who actually want to learn how to facilitate one-on-one -on -one sessions with people. Okay. And, and, and the nuts and bolts around that. But you've got to have the other experiences first as a foundation before you can, can become a practitioner. Um, so then when you have all that under your belt, then and you feel it's your calling or you want to see if it's your calling to actually do private sessions with people or, or with individuals or couples or, or, group, or small groups, then you want to take the practitioner training. So those are the four main things we offer. And we also host um, conferences and, and uh, uh, festivals around the world and now online quite successfully. We've had 1,500 people. Um, so thousands of people are starting to come to our online festivals as well as our actual physical festivals in different countries that as things open up again and people are able to gather, we'll see more of that as well. Right. That sounds amazing. Well, I know it's a great organization. And um, I know that when the Phoenix Temple was open that you came and you discussed, um, even though it had some kind of, a, I'll say tumultuous times uh, mm -hmm. that my good friend Tracy went through. Um, yeah. And I'll be having, getting her on, hopefully. She promised me an interview. <laughs> but we great. go back and forth. I love her. Um, I do too. Tracy is a pioneer, you know, and, and she, she basically became very vocal about the temple arts and uh, she is such a devout priestess and such an amazing being and uh, these sacred rites and rituals that we offer in the temples um, they're so taken out of context and misunderstood that in a very conservative state like arizona they just they, they couldn't understand what she was doing and the only way their minds could conceive the important work she was doing was just to put it in the category of prostitution and uh, and which of course is something that's illegal, but it's not. Uh, what what she's doing are ancient religious rites, um, uh, tantric rites, and mm -hmm. uh, and other cultural rites that, in a very um, in a very uh, uh, healthy uh, manner, functional culture uh, uh, hijacked by uh, by religious fear and sexual fear. Uh, yes. was villainized, which was the very thing that she was attempting to to heal. And she probably, you know, created a temple in probably one of the most challenging places you could in the United States. Yes. Because, <laughs> because, because Arizona is such a conservative state, you know, and I had the Sedona temple, but the thing was, I knew I was in a conservative state and I always just kept it low key and flew under the radar. But, you know, she was <laughs> She was very vocal and she wanted to change the culture. She wanted, and she's still in that process 
and I love her and I, um, I appreciate the work she's doing. It's a very challenging path she's chosen because now she's got a lot of legal um, issues she needs to deal with, but that's how we change the laws by bringing these things up and taking them to the highest courts and changing the laws to create something that is um, very important, very healing, very empowering. And, uh, you know, we have so much sexual dysfunction and so much overriding of boundaries and so much disrespect of of women and disrespect of sexuality in our culture that she was directly addressing and was really the resolution to sexual dysfunction and abuse and it's mm-hmm. and it's and it's just ironic that way they would put a woman in jail who's doing more to address and heal sexual abuse and dysfunction than virtually anybody else in probably Arizona so okay. uh, you know this is this is this is the nature of toxic shame this is the nature of um of a, a very dysfunctional culture that that is very immature when it comes to a healthy sexuality and relationship. Unfortunately, yes, because she was basically, I know she was doing work for healing. Could you imagine not being touched all your life and wanted to be touched, just touched, and to actually go to a place where someone just put their hands on your on you and not feel anything but showing you love could this is the problem with our society like what we're going through now during the pandemic there are some people that are shutting down because they're not being able to be touched they're not able to be seen or heard so there's more more dysfunctional and spiritual disconnection and sexual frustration and it's getting out of hand but for that that was the beautiful thing that she was able to make people feel the, the love just by touching them. And that's something we need to get back um, this pandemic and let them know, you know, how are you? How are you feeling? Um, not just being on a computer talking, but sometimes a computer can be distorted and you can't see the emotion unless you're a seer or um, I say it in empath or something, then you're able to say, oh, well, they're really not feeling well. They're putting on a show. So again, this is suppressing the self of who they are and they're putting on a show and they're not really being themselves. So they're spiritually and sexually shut down. Well, we're human beings. We, you know, we, we need touch, you know, and this again is honoring the fact that, that we are, we are spiritual beings. Yes. We are emotional beings, yes. We are consciousness beings. We're beings that have these amazing minds and intellects. But we're also animals in these bodies. And we need to honor all aspects of ourselves and not shut any part of us off and any part of us down and make uh, sexuality a shameful thing um, when it's so much a part of who we are as human beings and a very important part of life. So how do we celebrate our sexuality Right. Again, how do we celebrate it and release the fear and bring it, in, bring it in, into appropriate relationship so that, uh, you know, it's kind of like, um, well, I think what the United States is and the other countries are feeling right now is they're decriminalizing marijuana. And, and, and when, as long as marijuana was illegal, then it became something that criminals dealt with. And it became it became this whole thing that was very illegal and went underground, and the, uh, the 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 crime syndicates were involved with it. And now that it's becoming legalized, what's happening is 
it's is is it's taking it out of the shadows and it's making it uh, celebrated as the amazing medicine and support that it is way healthier than tobacco way healthier than than alcohol and okay. and 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 uh and so much more medicinal and less harmful um but look look at so we're finally learning this well the same thing is true as sexuality when we take it out of the shadows and we stop all the guilt and fear and shame around it then it has a chance to become the healthy amazing powerful thing that it is and people aren't so awkward and uncomfortable around it we start being able to have touch and give and receive touch and uh, sexuality is celebrated rather than something that's vilified and pushed into the shadows. Why do we have so much sex trafficking? Why are people selling their bodies for money? They're not selling love, they're selling sex. And, and the temple priestesses like Tracy Elise were actually supporting people to learn how to love and receiving donations for that. And of course, the whole thing was twisted and, and aberrated into something where, oh, they're just using this as an excuse to to be prostitutes or or to to um, to, to sell sex for money. And the temple priests and priests does they don't we don't they don't sell anything. Right. They're they're supporting people to love, and everybody needs to make a living and support their their work, just like they do in the in the in churches and other temples. Big time. Uh, <laughs> we need to be supported in the work that we do, and uh, so yeah, the whole the whole system needs to be looked at and restructured. And the way to do that is one person at a time, waking up one person at a time, and supporting them to deal with their incomplete their their incompletions around not having a healthy sex education, not knowing how to navigate emotional territory properly. And, and how to lean into love so that we can start creating a very different reality on this planet. That makes sense because what I was, as you were talking, I was mm -hmm. looking at how we go into our different, I would say shields, the way I was taught about it. Um, the, we have our little child shield, then we have our teenager shield, then we have our adult shield, then we have our grown up shield, and then we have our elder shield. So there's like different layers as we go. So if you're damaged in your little child's shield, when you become teenager, you're even more angry because you were damaged there. And then when you become adult, oh my gosh, everything that you were angry about during those years, you take it out and that becomes you, that becomes the essence of who you are in your adult shield. So if you don't meet someone in between in your child's shield to get some kind of spiritual um, connection, say, okay, the child was molested, and the child while they were, I'll say, in um, nine or 10 or younger. So when they have that, they put up a shield and armor over their body. Then they become that angry adult, but they don't want to remember because their conscious has shut down their subconscious from the abuse that they suffered or that trauma. So that affects them. You see how it affects I want people to understand it affects them from childhood to teenagehood. And then that's what the doubt becomes a very angry, but vulnerable, but still mature level is at a child's level of understanding because somewhere in them, they stopped growing spiritually and as sexually, they didn't have a chance that that shield shut down. So exactly. Go ahead. Exactly. 
and then that and that's what happens and so if that if that wounded child begins those issues begin to be addressed they will react and go into defense and attack and they will get quite aggressive um, uh, around that territory because what's happening is a whole bunch of feelings are being activated that they don't want to feel so they'll shut down or they'll attack anybody who stirs those up mm-hmm. and and oftentimes that's what happens in relationship and that's why as soon as the love starts to happen and the intimacy starts to happen in relationships the relationships go into fighting and blowing up and then they just move to the next relationship because it's in the intimacy that the healing happens or can happen and that's why people are so afraid of intimacy because they they're trying to protect that little child and so we need to start understanding that the 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 shame that that little child's holding and is afraid to feel and it's been passed on from generation to generation to generation and we need to heal that shame we need to learn how to feel that shame and bring it out of the toxic realms into the conscious realms and uh and and take that little child by the hand and say it's okay you can feel all your feelings and there was nothing wrong with you you are loved and you can come out now um but you know again this is a journey that most adults don't even want to feel because they're they're ashamed they're ashamed for their own dysfunction and and it's just a it's a it's a whole it's a whole self uh perpetuating system that is that is undermining uh, our our cultures in our families and our governments and i mean we see it in our world leaders our world leaders are some of them you can see the the dysfunctional little child there that's just terrified that that is unable to take any responsibility and just deflects everything that's because that unwillingness to feel the healthy shame right see and that's almost what my friend was saying my friend um i had a friend that was raped as a young man and Mm -hmm. um he said, well, you know, I didn't say anything. And he had a wife. And every time he would not go to church, he would not, uh, he would see a man of authority and it would be the first thing he want to put up his fist. And you could tell his body would react with rage. And I said to him, um, because I am a seer, and I, and I went up to him and I started talking to him and I said, um, can I talk to you for a minute? And he was like, yes. I said, if I'm being disrespectful, let me know at any time. Um, were you touched by an older person? He was like, no, cause I'm not gay. You know, very defensive. And is like, okay, so you're saying little boys that are touched by men, you're thinking they gay? He was like, yeah, that's what happened. I said, no, that's not what happened. That was something that happened to them and their experience that does not make that child gay. Um, And he said, well, and then later on, he says, I want to talk to you. And he told me, yes, I was raped by uh, a family friend, um, you know, that I thought and I loved and I became closed off. Nobody noticed the difference, blah, 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 all that other stuff. But the thing is, he didn't want people to think he was gay. And he says, you're a man, you don't tell um someone that a man did that that makes you gay it does not make you gay it you were a victim but you're no longer a victim because you're able to speak out about it but if you maybe said something you might save somebody else but then 
their psychological games that people that do this to these young beings and make them feel guilty. But these are, you know, this is the stereotypes that people go through. Okay, well, this is what happened and that's why they're gay. No, that's not why they're gay. That's not why, you know, it has nothing to do with that. We're judgmental. um, Yeah, over the years of doing thousands and thousands of sessions with people over the years, this is a common reoccurring theme. And and whether, you know, whether it was uh, something happened when you were a young woman or a young man or a boy or a girl, that boundaries were overridden. And usually it was done by an adult who also had that done to them. And so, you know, like I say, it, it continues to be passed on generation to gen- after generation. That that, uh, that that that's how it that's how it becomes self-perpetuating. And the only way to stop the cycle is to somehow create enough safety, intimacy, and permission to feel the toxic shame and to release that. Because oftentimes the people who who were you know the, that that had that happen to them take it on. And, and, and they feel shame like they did something. And then it gets perpetuated on and on. So, so this, is, this is why it's so important to step into our power to, to uh, come to an ISTA event, to learn how to navigate this territory, not just for yourself, but for everyone. And, you know, even if you weren't, even if you weren't touched or physically abused, we've all been abused by a culture who's, that is so dysfunctional around touch and sensuality and sexuality that there's so much fear and so much guilt and so much shame around sexuality and so much obsession and repression. Why is porn the biggest money maker? Uh-oh. Hello. Okay. Guys, we're going to have to try to do a part two. So I'm going to look. I don't know. We just got freeze. So he's freezing or might even be me. It's like, oh, hallelujah. It's there. So what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to end this. Okay, I'm going to end this. This is Dr. D, a.k.a. Dr. Cicely D'Angelo, a.k.a. Food Alchemist from Food Alchemy Network. I hope you will stay tuned and we will do this again. It's been beautiful Tuesday, and I thank you for tuning and listening and being with me on this journey of discussing sexual and spiritual connections, and we are on a journey of healing, not only sexually, but spiritually, and we want to bring them together. So it's been real. Thank you.
Okay, great. Now, got to get right into the, the buckets and the bolts of Carrot Bar. Okay, for everybody out there, y'all know who I am, Dr. D, aka Food Alchemist from Food Alchemy Network and all this coming to you live and in charge on a beautiful Friday. I figure why not give you this gold nugget and talk about things of need and necessity as gold. More precious than, you know, like they were saying, money, 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 more precious than gold. You know what I mean? Um, by the OJs, which I love. So we're going to talk to a key player in the USA of Carrot Bar International. I have on my show. He's going to give us some gold nuggets. So could you introduce yourself? I didn't realize how big you are until I went on the website. I was like, ah, I, I got I to get this brother. I got to get him. So go on, get him, as DMS was saying. Well, let me ask you a question, Dr. Cicely. How hard was it for you to get me to come on your show and, and speak with you? How hard was it? It was like, blink. It was it. You was like, all right, give me a time and I'll be there and you're here. It was right. not hard at all. So what, I I, what I hope you guys glean from that is I'm not that big person in carrot bars that Dr. Cicely so kindly stated that I am. I'm a regular guy in the world. I'm your brother, I'm your friend, you know, I'm a regular person with the exact same equal opportunity as everybody who will ever hear this conversation that we're having today. And I want people to truly feel when I say that I'm no different than you. As a matter of fact, if I tell the whole truth, I'm probably not as good as you. Uh, I, I got in the industry of network marketing in 1993, a whole 26 years ago, 27 years ago, 1993, I remember going to my very first meeting. I was bright eyed. I had one decent suit. Um, I was struggling. I was working in warehouses. Um, I didn't have any money. Every month I had more month left at the end of my money. I had never made any residual income. I didn't know what it meant. My first time hearing that compound word residual and income together was in, I guess it was around the summer of 1993. I had never even heard anybody say residual income together. Didn't mean anything. What is that? Residual. Right. You know, I like to tell this story because I think it's, it's uh, instructive to this conversation. My great grandmother was an enslaved citizen. Mm -hmm. She wasn't legally allowed to read she couldn't teach anything to my grandmother because she didn't know anything but how to work in the fields. My grandmother was one generation barely out of slavery. And it wasn't legal for women then to vote. And they didn't really have good schools. And so my grandmother couldn't really teach my mother much. And by the grace of God, my mother went to public schools and went to college and got an associate's degree in nursing. And she did pretty well for herself. She started bringing, lifting us out of that drudgery that we were in. And then to me, she really couldn't pass on anything substantial, definitely not any wealth. So I had to learn on my own. So by 1993, 
I was like everybody else, working hard, going to church, paying tithes, paying taxes, and hoping that God would do something. And someone invited me to a meeting, and my life changed. It didn't change immediately. I didn't start making a bunch of money. I went from 1993 to 2013 with little to negligible success. And then 2013, something big happened. And so thank you, Dr. D'Angelo, for saying the nice things about me. And I always receive them humbly because it's possible for anybody who's willing to put their mind to it. It's possible. It is. And thank you so much because that helps us educate ourselves and understanding to have the gumption and you shared your story that it didn't happen overnight. And a lot of people, they want that instant success because we're instant society, microwavable society, as I call us instead of understanding and in order to get somewhere you got to start somewhere and you got to be consistent that is the recipe consistent and with consistent and balance and understanding and knowledge you can go further so thank you so um, tell me about carrot bar like what is carrot bar I mean, if you clawed under the rock I'm just saying you know not everybody knows about carrot bar because I didn't until Fred was like I said, I want to buy gold. I, you know, I, I got to do this. And they were like, oh, you got to go to a gold, gold broker. Go to a gold broker. Well, buy a diamond. Uh, what was they said? Buy a necklace. I don't want no blasted jewelry. That's y'all not understand. I want the bars. They're like, oh, okay. Oh, I don't know what to tell you. Now, I've been searching for six years. I've been talking about gold and silver. Silver coins I got. That's what my pop-up used to do. So I'm kind of used to that, but no one knew anything. So I met this one lady. She was like, I got this thing called Cat Bar. I said, what do you know? Oh, I just know to give and gave me your name. I'm like, okay, but what do you do? Oh, she hadn't did anything. Still haven't did anything, but that's okay. That's all right. So I said, Let, well, I got to do my own research. So he said, uh, what you want to do? Where you want to be? And I'm like, huh? What do you mean where I want to be? I was like, wait a minute. I wasn't thinking. I just want to buy the gold. And then I had to think, well, you can actually make income. Let, let me go watch these videos. Let me watch him for a little bit. Let me see what he's doing. And I was like, okay. Okay, I, I like the meetings. See, I, I like to dress up. You know, I like to travel. I like to go places. Wait a minute. I think I can do this. Okay, now how do I go about it? So explain to someone that, might want the business aspect, but also might want to buy aspect from it. Yeah, that's what, boy, you, you're going to try to have me on this conversation forever because what a great loaded question. Dr. Cicely, who sponsored you? Um, what was her name? Oh, oh gosh, I'm trying to think. Person sponsored me, I'm going to be very honest here, very candid on camera. Um, a, a sister named Blue sponsored me. But when I found out they're not, she's not willing to do the work, I went to somebody else. So her name is, they call her, they call her Infinity Blue? Mm-hmm. Is that her name, Infinity yes, Blue? Yes, yes. Yes. Right. I was not trying to put her on blast here. Well, no, no. I, I love Sister Infinity. <laughs> and, and, and Karen Bars is for everybody. We're going we're gonna to get to why I don't mind saying her name and why I love that sister. And, and even for telling you. Now, I want to show you guys something. This is totally unrehearsed, uh, Dr. Ed D'Angelo didn't really give me the exact content of what she wanted to discuss. And I like that because I really enjoy just letting the spirit flow in I conversations should. and see where the spirit takes us because I'm a firm believer that 
everything is divine and the energies are infinite and that they are appointed for certain times. And so that's this time. So those that are listening to this, even by recording, it's your time to hear what I'm about to say. I had no idea. And Dr. D'Angelo can put me on blast if I'm lying. I had no idea what line of sponsorship Dr. D'Angelo was in. No right. idea. Correct. But guess what? Guess what? what? I sponsored Miss Infinite Blue. Whoa. So you're actually so you're actually on my team. <laughs> okay. Now tell okay. me that's not tell me that's not how God works. Works now, wonderful. Guys, somebody's gonna get what I'm saying right now. It's gonna go I over see. the head of a lot of people, but I'm just saying this for that person. When Dr. D'Angelo said, can you come on my podcast and just talk a little bit about Carrie Burns? I didn't know who she was, period. Had no idea. Never occurred to me who she was. All right? So I said yes because I listened to the spirit. I didn't say yes because she's on my team. I didn't know whose team she was on. I didn't care whose team she was on. Right. I said yes because I was led to say yes, so yes came out, and here we are. And come to find out she's on our team. That, first of all, is divine. That's beautiful. Uh -huh. I'm even more excited. Right? <laughs> because because it's, a, it's a confirmation of how the Spirit of God works. Okay, so that's that piece. Now, let me tell you, all of you, about Carrot Bars and how you're, you're, you're in the business by default. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll grab a, a piece of gold to make this clear. In 1971, this is a five gram bar of gold. Ooh, you can see the you can see the I gold. Oh yeah, I leave that. Mm -hmm. right. I have one on my neck as well. This is a five gram bar of gold, same bar. Ooh, I have okay. it on my neck. Oh no, this is the cross. I thought I had my my, but I have a five gram bar just like this. I apologize for looking crazy just now. This is my cross, but I have a five gram bar of gold on a necklace. I'll, I'll try to go get it before this interview is over. All right. Okay. And so. Literally, in 1971, you could get this five-gram bar of gold for $35. No, no. Oh. Yeah, $35. Uh -huh. No, it's less than that. It was, I'm sorry. It was $6 an ounce was $35. And I'll talk about the ounce in a minute. You could get okay. this five-gram bar of gold for $6 in 1971. Wow. Then Richard Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. And today, this five-gram bar costs $300 plus. Okay, I got this one ounce bar of gold, one ounce of gold. I got this in 2015 for $1,200. It was actually 11, it was actually 11.02 or something the day I got it, but I paid the lady $1,200 because I didn't want to do her like the gold dealer was going to do her. I gave her fair market value. The value of the day was $1,200. Today is $1,950. Okay, mm, all right. So why am I showing you that? Because the first thing we do in carrot bars, this is what I think people miss this so bad. The first thing we do, and it can be the only thing you do if you want, get a free gold savings account to log into your back, free back office and order privately issued gold. You can leave it in storage internationally or you can have it shipped home like I did this one. And if that's all you want to do is save gold because gold goes up in value while the dollar is going down in value, just save gold. Don't save dollars only. Save some of your money in gold. 
save gold, save gold, save gold. As gold goes up in value, you get wealthier. And you can pass this on to your children and your children's children. Right. That's how you build wealth. So first thing, phase one, just save gold. Now, if you don't want to do anything else, you don't have to. Sign up for an account and save gold. Get Dr. D'Angelo's username, I mean her link. Sign up for the link. They don't want your social security number. They don't need a credit card on file. It's a free account. And whenever you want to take cash, if you got $50, exchange your $50 for $50 worth of gold. Right. And that's it. That's step one. Step two, if you want to take it a little further, just a little. <laughs> why do people save gold? Because gold is going up in value, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of saving dollars, save gold. Well, are you at least going to tell the people you care about? Are you at least going to tell your family, your close friends, if not everybody, like I did? Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be a, a, a raving lunatic and a fan of the business to go out and tell the whole world. Are you going to tell at least just the close circle of yours? Right. Okay. Well, when they save gold, you're going to get paid. That's called the unilevel. That's phase two. Phase one, just save gold. Phase right. two, save gold for yourself and tell others you're going to get paid. In the free position, no mandatory purchase requirements. Right. And when they save, you get paid. When they don't save, you don't get paid. That's it. Simple right. referral. Referral commission. Phase right. three, if you choose, totally optional. Nobody's going to make you. Get a business package, which allows you to speed up that income. And now you're going to get paid weekly and monthly and direct commissions and bonuses and long-term incentives. That's the whole nine. So there's no nothing mandatory. Nothing is, everything is optional. Just save gold. Save goal and refer others. Save goal and refer others with the business package and make even more. That's carrot bars. All right. Now, now I've got, I got some hard-hitting questions. Are you ready for me? Yes, I am. Okay. Suppose you have a business. Mm -hmm. So how would you go and change that business where the business actually reflects gold? Um, I think it's called maybe vendors and merchant or something like that. K-merchant. Is that possible? It is. It is. So it's a couple of things about it. We have K-Exchange, K-Merchant, and business affiliation. So K-Exchange is where if you have a business and you want to accept gold as payment, then you just put a sticker on the window that says, I'm a K-Merchant. And people who have these carrot bars will know this is a one gram. They know mm -hmm. they can come in your store and exchange gold for products and services. Okay. And so you look at the daily value on the chart and it says a gram of gold is 70 bucks and they want to buy something at $65. You take the gram of gold and give them five cash dollars and change and you hold the gold. Well, why would anybody do that? Because as soon as you take the gold, you gave them a depreciating product and you're holding an appreciating form of money. If you don't need the cash right away, then you just exchange for something of greater value that's going up in, in value. And if you ever need the cash, you can always liquidate this at a gold dealer and get the cash. Now, it's not mandatory that you take the gold, but it gives you another payment option. You can say to them, we're not accepting gold today, and you're not accepting gold today. And then your business can be a referring affiliate. So you can sign up as an affiliate. You can sign your own business up as an affiliate. And now when your business saves gold or refers others, you get paid on your business's activities. So the possibilities are limitless. OK. 
Okay, that's good. So I like that because it's like, I'm seeing it like Bitcoin. Nobody knew what Bitcoin was. Uh, I want to say maybe 10 years ago. Now Correct. you can go in anywhere and they like, well, we take Bitcoin. But it's based on Bitcoin's value that they have. So I like that. But the thing that I like about this, this is based on gold backed up standards. You don't have that. That's what the dollar used to do and be, but it's not. Now this one, to me, this is a no brainer. Why wouldn't you? I'm just saying. You know, I, I'm very serious. This is a no-brainer. Why would I want something that doesn't have a backing? This has a backing. And you you hold the key. So why not? Okay, well, now you can offer, offer it in your shop. Because when I was talking to someone, and I'm glad I'm talking to you, they didn't understand. I was like, well, you know what? I want to do this as a business entity. I want to be able to accept category. Well, we don't do that here. You can't do that in the United States yet. Why can't we? A friend of mine said, uh, she knows somewhere in Washington where they have um, ATM machines, that the guy has an ATM for a gold bar. I was like, what? So it's not even worldly known that even though when you're calling customer service, they're not, some of them don't know, or that's my experience. This particular general didn't know, but he said he was so overwhelmed with so many calls that day. I'm just putting it down to that. Yeah. Overwhelmed calls. So um, what would you suggest for that person like myself? I had a good person that went with the back of me and was able to walk me through it and actually made some interception because my ID even got, you know, got misplaced. Oh, well, you got to have this and you got to do this and you got to do that. And I'm like, you got, I done did this like 20 times. I done did this and it's not this. I was like, what do I do? She said, well, let me call, let me call Tammy. And Tammy said, okay. What she got, what she need. And what Tammy did is, Tammy called and all of a sudden, now I've been fighting this for about, what, since July, I want to say July something. I'm yeah. thinking I got to be superhero, do this by myself. All of a sudden, Tammy makes a phone call. They go, look, oh, all she needs to do is just do this. Are you serious? <laughs> okay, so and let, me, let me explain that to some folks because that is such a powerful, powerful point. You... You're trying to have me on this meeting all day today. So look, one of the beautiful things about networking, network marketing is so misunderstood. Everybody within your organization above you is helping you succeed because it's to their interest for you to be successful. You know, as I look at the organization, I find your link in this organization, the more you succeed, the more it helps me succeed. The more I help you, the more I help myself. So right. we, we always, we always, and see, I see your username right here, Food Alchemist. That's mm -hmm. you, right? Yes, yeah. that's me. So see, we're going to lock arms now. I'm going to show you. So Miss Tammy Morrison is a jewel in this organization. When I tell you she's probably 100 levels up from you, mm -hmm. like literally the, the leg that we're on with Miss Tammy Morrison, she has no motivation to help us whatsoever. because. She has millions of units on our legs. If, if our leg never produced another unit, she would be fine. So she, it's no, there's no personal gain in her helping you. Had I known you, I would have helped you. Right. Right? And that's the beauty of this. There's me, and then there's my sponsor, Nate, and his sponsor, Ty Best, and his sponsor, Jim Morrison, his sponsor, Dr. Dennis Thagwa, who is deceased, 
but his yeah. wife Jacqueline, who and and Dr. Dennis Sponsor and Boomer, who's deceased, but his wife Claire, and then Joe Norman and Tammy and Charlene, all the way back up to the to the corporation. All those people are vested in helping you build your business with no restraint. We want you successful. Right. So now you call me on this meeting to talk to your sphere of influence, but it's even more beneficial for me and you because now I know another person that's in this thing and really wants to make it happen. I get to lock arms with you, you lock arms with me, and we run to success together. That is network marketing. That's how powerful this is. There you go. There you go. So um, my brother was supposed to join the call, but that's okay. Because he's in Carrot Bar, but he's on a different bar. And they said, oh, you know him? And I was like, I kind of sort of know him. I mean, I don't know him per se. He's like, that's the man. That's the man. I was like, okay. So I expect you to be on this call. and uh, <laughs> But that's okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm the little sister, so I can be the little pain, so they'll let me do it. You know, you know how, if you have a little sister, you know what it's like. I'm just saying. I'm that big, um, even though I'm the little sister, I'm the bossy little sister, because I, I know know a lot of stuff. So I'll be like, come on, you got to do this with me. But my big brother knew about Caracol and all these things, because he's always What's, what's your brother's name? His name, um, oh gosh, Drew Bay. Drew Bay. Okay. Uh, but we call him Eddie. Um, so everybody knows he's he's been on many of my shows. He really goes out there and do what he got to do. Uh, and he's out there trying to make it. And he said, well, not trying to make it. That's that's not a that's not positive. He's out there changing the world and their perspective. That's what I'm going to say. Because uh, he wants everybody to be conscious and he wants them to get educated and what we call financial literate. So, and I said, sometimes we got to be the example right. that we seek. And I didn't know he was in Carabao until I was speaking to him one day. And I, like I said, I knew Infant Blue. So then I started talking about it. He's like, what you talking about? I said, when last time you bought gold? He said, huh? I said, did you? He's like, I got it. And I was like, okay. All right. I said, you know, I'm going to go get her. Then I met my girl, Arlene. So she and I talk about Bitcoins. She's what I call my financial person. So mm -hmm. when I talk about silver, I go to her. When we talk about stocks, we sit, then we wrap it up. I've had her on a show doing bit, so, uh, bit, Bitcoin currency and explaining it to people. So that was like, okay, she would know. So I said, girl, want to buy some gold? She was the one, all right, da-da-da-da-da-da. Right she was the one that talked me and got me with Tammy. And I was like, I don't understand this. And then she's like, she's like, girl, I can tell you, I was just a customer first. I wasn't a business person. So you're saying that is also an example. I experienced that my friends told me how she got in. She was just buying the gold. Then she changed over. And now she's also affiliate um, and she's doing it as a business. So, but she's educating people under, I think, undercoverly because uh, mm -hmm. she's doing the Bitcoin thing and she's doing that. She said, you can do both. You, do, you can do both. I said, you surely can. I said, if you would have bought the Bitcoin years ago, see what it's worth now. One Bitcoin is worth $11,000 if you look at it. So for right. me, I'm looking at this, not, not knocking the Bitcoin, not going to knock it. This is even better. 
because like I said, this has a back end. This go yeah. get go phenomenal as it grows. I'm watching it grow. I'm, well, I'm a stock watcher and I got some stock and gold. So all depends on where you get your gold at and people don't know that too. So I even went and looked at the international uh, course of how the gentleman, I can't say his name, uh, started Carrot Gold International and what he wanted. That's a beautiful foundation and a mission Absolutely. statement to be out there that he wants everybody to have this uh, foundation to actually buy gold. Not a lot of people want us, the, the, the people up at the top, they don't want the people down the bottom to get the knowledge. And he did and wanted to spread that. That's so amazing. True. So that, that was encouraging to me too. So, um, you know, I know you go to meetings. I know that y'all meet up and y'all encourage each other and support each other. And this is the only organization where I don't, you know, like third level, they backstab people and no problem, no problem. And this, I like, like you said, Sammy had no problem helping me. Roger had no problem helping me. My girl Arlene had no problem helping me. It was like, okay, what do you want to do? And the company even makes sure, okay, well, you know what? You got this, you got that. All right, somebody called on your behalf. This is what you do. And we're going to do, okay, what do you, where do you want to stand? That made me feel very great about this company and recommending it to people. And I was like, okay, if I'm doing this, how many other people, as I call being bamboozled by 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 the wolves thinking they sheeps you know yes. they, they eating you this is not that type of company and that's that's refreshing for someone like me you know i'll be 50 pretty soon i got a couple of years but still i i can't wait to be the big five up i know y'all think i'm crazy but i can't wait oh man yeah the 50, club is, the, 50, the 50 club is good the 50 club is good <laughs> so being that and you do that, um, how I know you do Monday night on uh, Monday calls or you know, encouragement calls, and that's another thing you're encouraging where some people are talking at instead of making them part. And I can say, I called you once and you were in the midst of a meeting and you said, You know what? and you took the call, he's like, I'm, and, and you were talking to the person at the same time, he's like, I'm in a meeting, and I was like, Oh, okay. I wouldn't have picked up the phone, but you picked up the phone and said, oh, da, 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 da. and I was like, okay, so I don't call you back. And I said, okay, we're good. But that made me understand people's commitment to what they're doing to help and make me understand your commitment for everybody can be attainable and reachable if they do it or if they want it. And like I said, a powerful question was from you, you know, you asked me, what do you, what do you want to do? Right. I was like, yeah, and the reason why the reason why I asked that, Dr. D'Angelo, is because um, I think networking and network marketing as a profession kind of gets a bad rap because there are not a lot of professional network marketers out here. There are a lot of people who do network marketing, but there are not not a lot of professional network marketers. I might even do a live stream about that. You kind of got me fired up with that statement. Thank you for saying that. Um, I try to teach people on our team, anybody who's willing to listen to me about what I call a goals conversation, G-O-A-L-S, goals. What are your goals? And I don't remember that conversation with you, uh, Dr. Cicely, but it's par for the course for me. I always ask people, what would you like to see happen with your business? What, what, what do you want to do? So sometimes people say, um, you know, I've got $20,000. What should I do with it? Well, 
I'm not a financial advisor. So let me ask you some questions. Are you looking to just save money? Are you looking to grow your money? Are you looking to build a business? Are you looking to just casually refer people? What are you looking to do? And they go, well, well, I really need to, I need to save money and build a business. Okay, do you want to build a business in your spare time or you want to really go for it? Like a full-time career change? Yeah, I really want to go for this. I'm, I'm tired of what I, okay. So as I ask you these questions, you're telling me what your goals are. And so now I can go, oh, okay. Well, if you want to go for this, we've got several business packages. This one earns the most. If you can afford this, if you can't get it, I walk them through what their options are so that the choice is 100% theirs, not mine. If you go about this business with uh, one of my business partners, name is Dr. Dominic Curry. He has this thing called commission breath. <laughs> and if you go about this business with commission breath, it means you just, you just want to earn a commission from them. Right. All right. When you, when you, you said we spoke, I don't remember it. And when you sent me the invitation to this meeting, I didn't know who you were. So I didn't approach this with, I want to earn a commission. I approached right. this with my heart that right. here's a sister that sees something. She likes this and she wants to do it. Okay. If it's within my power to help you say three o'clock on a Thursday uh, or Friday, three o'clock on a Friday. Okay. Let me look at my schedule. Yeah. I'm free for about 45 minutes there. Okay. Yeah, sister. I'll, I'll be there. Right. Why not? Why would I not? I, I, my option is, if I've got this 45 minute stretch, I could sit on my sofa and watch the TV and decompress for 45 <laughs> minutes. Or I could help another soul who sees a vision for themselves and pour into them and hopefully it'll help her get where she wants to be in life. Well, what's my reward? My reward is energy. It comes back, it boomerangs and it blesses me because I did something out of the pure goodness of my heart. I already know that infinite power and intelligence is chasing me down to bless me for doing something out, out of the right motive. Now, it's a bonus that you are a part of our team. Well, yay, but that was not my intention. That was my reward. Right. Right. Thank and when you. people really begin to understand how to be a professional, a professional network marketer's mindset is how many people can I help, not how much money can I make. If you seek to help a lot of people, you will make a lot of money. Okay. That's it. That's it. That makes sense. Like I said, in businesses, this is, I, I feel, is a great opportunity because I made a point that I have a couple business, Dr. Cicely D'Angelo, and then I have Veggies Become You. So I have two aspects, uh, two different businesses. And that is one of the key points that I wanted to do. I said, well, you know, Bitcoin can do it. I want to make sure that Carrot Bar can do it. So if Carrot Bar can do it, um, I want to be that that team that they're going to order my services, my classes or whatever from there, you know, they're going to order my food, whatever from there. So not only did I have one, you know, cause most people just have one business, but there's two aspects of me. One is food and one is healing on the inside. So I want to make sure both aspects of my business will be able to do, do that and be able to take the carrot bar, but also educate people on the carrot bar because for me, your body, mind, and soul, you cannot, if you don't have the freedom of money, your, your, your mind and your soul is trapped. So, and if you don't have an option, ooh, you in your own purgatory. I'm just saying. 
So why not educate them in both aspects? When you're, you're learning, okay, you know what? I have the service. It's up to you. And the way you say, it's up to you if you got some time to listen is where you want to be. And that, that gave me something to think about. That's why I repeat it. It's so powerful to me. Like where you want to be, what you want to do. Okay, well, I can say that. I can help them. And if they want, you know what? And I'm glad. I, if I, I don't know it all and what y'all like, I'm going to pass this on and find somebody else that knows it. Yeah. And then someone that takes the time out like you did today, not knowing and like, sure. And I was like, our spirit level is like, you're talking about this. You're being about this. Go ahead and just ask the gentleman. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking up there and I'm looking at where he's at. Uh, I'm just down here. I'm just really getting started. And it was like, and I made that phone call. Spirit said, see, when you find, when you listen, you will find everything is divine and divine order will be provided for you. Listen. Because, because I was literally you six and a half years ago. Just getting started, no one on my team, trying to figure it all out. And I had this amazing gentleman, Mr. Ty Best, to this day, he's my personal mentor. He took the time with me to walk me through my first steps. I, I will text you after this podcast and send you a link to a training I'm doing for another brand new affiliate at six o'clock. I think it'll be helpful to you because you're kind of just getting started I'm going to walk her through her first most critical steps mm -hmm. so she'll know exactly what she's doing. What's my link if I want to sign people up? What video do I send them? Who do right. I get questions answered by? How do I do a three-way call? I'm going to walk her through her first steps so that she can now start feeling the confidence that if she goes to talk to someone about the business and they ask her a question she can't answer, she's not going to feel like a deer in headlights. She just says, great question. Hold on a second. And she's going to call me on the phone and I'm going to answer her questions for her like Mr. Ty Best used to do for me or like Boomer or Tammy Morrison or Cheryl Ann used to answer the questions for me when I was first getting started. I didn't know. Right. I knew I was excited. I knew I wanted to save gold. I knew I could get paid by referrals, but that's about all I knew. Right. But when they were asked, you know, specialized questions, you know, how do you get paid? Mm. Okay, Mr. Best, how do we get paid? And he says, oh, we get paid on our own prepaid debit card. Oh, okay. How do you order that, Mr. Best? You click right there. Oh, okay. They right. helped me. And I learned the business by letting them answer the questions while I listened. Today, I can answer almost every question. So when you say you got some tough questions for me, I go, bring it on. Because I've heard them all. I've heard them. And that's wonderful because most people run. And that's, and this, like I said, is very refreshing. This is a different organization, a different, I would say a different species or as my, my terminology, a different being altogether in frequency. Yes. <laughs> and my belief is you walk into the frequency where you are. So mine is my change. It wasn't about, um, it was about building. And that happened, you know, and everybody's not at that. Mine is building and being success and always about taking people with me. But how do I do that when I don't have a lot of key elements myself? especially right. when our finances and that's what I'm finding a lot of people are, covert has hurt a lot of people but they don't understand even at this time this is to me the most magnificent mm -hmm. time to get in this business when it's this pandemic is over only thing i see is going to be a rise 
more people are going to be traveling. Oh my See, goodness. I mean, more people are going to get an understanding diverse of their portfolio, if you will. Because now I'm I'm so proud of my little my little self because that was not always part of my repertoire. I didn't grow up with a family like that. Now I've been around a lot of influential people that um, told me, you got to have a business. You work for yourself. And I always had that kind of attitude. But at what aspect and what word? You don't depend on the system. Um, in my family, you got any welfare stuff you were talked about. You were made to feel ashamed of. You don't get handouts. You work five jobs. So for me to say portfolio, oh, I've seen my friends that had horses and uh, land and stuff like that. Well, well, how did they get that? They weren't my color for sure. We don't get stuff like that. So I want to bring this on. Anything that you want, you can get. Because I'm going to say, in June, I'm not where I was in June. I got portfolio. I can say that. Yeah. I'm working on getting assets. So I'm proud of that and just saying, okay, I've been wanting gold. Guess what? I'm getting gold. Gold is coming. And I, I'm. this is encouragement. This is not a show off conceit. It's just letting you know. You can get this. You can go from nothing to something just That's by nice. building. Just by um, the one gram of gold for where the price is right now. And then building up that you can keep buying bars and, and grams and five grams and keep going and just saving. It starts off small. You don't have to start off built. And that's how it can be overwhelming for some people. So I want to encourage everybody, start off small. Yep. And if you want want to know, find out, find about these calls, uh, what, what they do on the Monday calls, the Tuesday calls, the videos, the Zoom and whatever. So when this pandemic is going on, you're sitting in your power because now you're in a better financial position. And I believe, this is my belief system, you will be. Because you're going to be like, well, everybody else was sitting there eating uh, Doritos on the couch <laughs> with ice cream and chocolate chips and whatever else you're doing. Just expanding their physical self, they haven't expanded their mental self. By you doing this, you've taken a step to doing that. So I would encourage everybody to expand their spiritual self and expand your wallet. Let your money work for you. Gold is actually working for you at this time. That's right. You see, it's building up. That's my encouragement to everybody. Carrot Bar, I'm endorsing wholeheartedly. Um, you know what? I really would like to get you in another member on my blog talk show. And if you have a chance, I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> uh, when you have, and some other people, you know, I'm trying to get as much as I can because I have blog talk and this is Zoom. Zoom is actually going to be on my Food Alchemy channel. Nice. So what I do is I'm going to, information you give me, I'm going to put whatever you give me to put on top. We're going to put at the bottom what you want, how people can reach you if you want them, you know, so, so forth. How they can reach me, same thing. Giving them information. And I want to give them the mission statement of Carrot Bar. To me, that is the most important Thing because when you see just like a business plan your mission statement says who you are what your goal is he surpassed his goal of his mission statement and to but continue to um what is it continue to uh what is it improve yeah uh to provide individuals worldwide with the tools no that's the wealth builders uh 
let's see. My mission is to provide the highest gold available in the market, highest quality gold available in the marketplace, making it easily accessible to the masses of honest people around the world at a price point everyone can afford. My mission is that Carrot Bars helps millions find financial freedom from the current system of debt. There That's the go. Carrot Bars mission. See, That's I got that thing memorized. It's you good. It's in my heart. It's in my heart. I feel this thing. See, and that's what I like. It's about that. And it's doing that. And like I said, I'm just saying, y'all better pay attention to the food alchemist. Me, I'm telling you, this is going to go nothing but up. And this is going to, I foresee it being a major part of the market and the what the, our system is going through. And y'all don't understand what's going on behind the doors. Ooh. This is a key point. I'm telling you, the stocks is nice, woo, but we know that they can play with the stocks too. Remember, I'm, I'm going to tell you, my mom worked for a company for 20 something years. She had a 401k. They filed bankruptcy 20 something years. She worked for this company and guess what? Her 401k her IRA, everything was out the door. She was left with nothing. And guess what? They says, thank you for being, they didn't even say thank you. They didn't even give her a plaque. You got to find another job. Right. That's right. With this, to me, no brainer. You you get, you know, you can walk around and have somebody just say, okay, buy me, buy me some gold. <laughs> you, know, just, you know, that brings up my last point here before I get out of here, Dr. Okay. Sicily. So people say, well, if you're saving gold, what do you do if you need some money? Mm -hmm. What if you need some cash? Well, when you refer other people, the company pays you in free gold as part of your commission, but the rest of it, they pay you in cash on your MasterCard. I like that. That's, right? that's what I like. They pay you in cash on your MasterCard. So you won't need cash for your everyday living expenses because you'll be getting cash through referrals and your gold becomes your savings. And All that's right. how you build tremendous wealth. Save gold, earn commissions by referral. See, there you go. See, said in a nutshell. See, now you see he doesn't introduce. I wasn't even prepared for the credit card. And I pulled it out like boom. That is. <laughs> there was a, that was that was my big gold nugget for the day. You know, that no, I I'll say that was a a gold bar, a gold bar situation, because most people don't understand, but you just put it out there so many different ways. Yeah. I don't know any other system that systemically makes sure that people are taken care of. Right. You know, not even the cryptocurrency they got, they still basing it on what? And there's a lot of cryptocurrencies in different countries, but what are they basing it on? Like I said, this is the ultimate. I can see in my vision, I see this going beyond what people probably see it could go beyond. I agree. I can see it where it actually buying houses and um, being not just an everyday thing, but not merchants, but all over. That that I can see that being probably could be a standard because yep. now you got something to back it up against. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that that's the that's the vision I see that is going to be everywhere. So I would like to get on the ground floor, you know, because if we got a chance to get on the ground floor, you know, you buy a stock, you know, that stock that's for a dollar, yep. you know, get on the ground floor and you see it. Oh my gosh. 
stock is worth five dollars. Well, you bought a hundred stocks at a dollar. Could you imagine? Now that stock is worth five thousand dollars. So right. I'm saying this is the same thing. Like you said, the gold gold will never depreciate. That's right. That's what we need to understand. Gold will never depreciate, only get better. So when you do that, I'm just saying, it's up to you. So thank you for having this candid talk with me yeah. and educating my audience. And um, thank you for inviting being me. Available, um, really being available. And not only just for me, but for your downline and anyone that reaches out to you. Um, that is wonderful. And that also is a, a very heartwarming. And um, I want to encourage you, I want to encourage you, uh, Dr. D'Angelo, download the, the Telegram app. Mm -hmm. Download the app called Telegram. And I'm going to text me when you get it downloaded. I'm going to connect you to our notification group. I'm so excited right now to meet you and to know you're part of the team. I don't know what to do it myself. You'll be getting <laughs> notifications from the team when we're having our meetings and trainings. And we have more, like you said before, You've never been a part of anything where so many people care and want to help you get trained. Me either. That's, that's not normal. That's completely antithetical to what we're used to in society. Most of the time, we sit in our cubicle and you're in your cubicle and you're doing your thing and I'm doing my thing. And we're almost racing against each other for that next promotion. But in this business, everybody wants to see everybody succeed because it becomes a testament that you can do it too. So thank you for inviting me on today as well. Okay, thank you. So everybody, it's been Money Friday. You've got your gold nugget for the day. And I just want to say thank you so much. Because like I say to you all, you all can be somewhere else, but you took the time and watched me and sent me love and energy. So I say, Ashe, and may abundance always surround you. Y'all know that. I'm about abundance now. There's abundance for my people. Abundance for everyone. And I say, it's been real. Ashe, namaste, aho. Namaste. All right. Thank you. Bye.